my responsibility as a steward of my life to recognize those signs and to bring it back and to be able to put into play no is a complete answer. I'm not gonna make up any excuses. If I can't do it, I just can't do it. If I can, then I wanna be able to say an enthusiastic yes. And I wanna be able to give 100% to that. And I find that I can only do that when I walk in, no is a complete answer. talk about a two-letter word that can drive fear into even the hearts of the most capable people, and that word is no. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. And today's lesson I'm calling no is a complete answer. Uh, there's kind of this unwritten rule of etiquette, at least for women. I don't know about for guys, because I'm not a guy, that if you say no, the unwritten rule of etiquette is something like, well, you need to explain the reason that you're saying no, or at least offer an apology. Like, I'm really sorry that I can't do X, Y, Z, or no, I can't do X, Y, Z because, and I've heard people say, well, that is a Southern thing, and I want you to know that I am originally from Detroit, or as I like to call it, Motown, and even up north. The unwritten rule of etiquette about the word no, if you have to decline, you have to either apologize or explain. And I think that I got my first lesson at this when I was about 16. And at that time, I worked at Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor, and that was a great job. I worked with great people. It was just lots of fun to work there, and I enjoyed it, and I made really good tips. Uh, the thing is, back then, uh, when it came to phone calls, we didn't have caller ID or call waiting. When the phone rang, you just kind of answered it, and you took your chances. And so on this particular day, uh, for me and for Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor, I had the day off. And if you've ever worked in the restaurant business, you know it's hard to get a day off. And many times when you do get the day off, they do call you and ask you to pick up an extra shift. Now, on this particular day off, I was not wanting to do an extra shift at all. But what I was hoping for and what was promised to me by some friends is that they were going to give me a call and we were maybe going to do something later that night. So I was really excited. So remember, I don't have caller ID at this time. Nobody did. I don't have a way to monitor the calls. Like if I want to go out with my friends, I'm going to have to pick up the phone. And I pick up the phone and it's not my friends. It's Mr. Viviano. And Mr. Viviano was our store manager. And at the time, I remember just kind of being a little afraid of him. I mean, he was a nice enough guy, but like he was the manager. And I remember thinking that he was really old. And now looking back in time, I'm thinking he was probably like between 25 and 30 years old. But this, you know, when you're 16, that just seems like a real full-grown adult. And there's that little bit of fear there. And so Mr. Viviano asked me, of course, if I can come into work. And I was able to say that two-letter word. I said, no. And I, I was kind of fumbling for words, like for my reason, because I was a Christian at that time, and I did not want to lie, but I did not want to go to work. 
And so that little pause, like where I was searching for that, what that why was going to be, gave Mr. Viviano just enough time to say, it sounds like you're not doing anything, Monica, and we need you, so come into work. Mm. So with that, I put on my waitress uniform, and I hopped into my light blue Pinto, and yes, I drove a Pinto, and I drove to Farrell's Dining and Ice Cream Parlor to wait on tables. And so this was my first lesson as an almost adult on how no really needs to be a complete answer. Regrettably, though, I wouldn't learn that lesson for many, many years. And here's the thing as we start on, uh, out on this lesson today. Life can get really complicated and it can get really messy when we're not able to say no because invitations and requests to do things and go places and to serve and to do this and to do that are going to come at us every single day. And if we're not prepared for how to handle that, it can really, really get messy. So when my two co-authors and I decided to write the second Messy to Meaningful book, I was the first one to raise my hand and say, oh, I want to write about being able to say the word no and being able to say it confidently and not because I've completely learned this lesson. It's because I've been so bad at it and because I've gotten so much practice over the years. So as we kind of embark on this journey to know is a complete answer, the first thing we're going to talk about is that when we really learn that no is a complete answer and are really just able to be secure in that, it really allows us to live fully. And that's what God wants. God's word, in fact, says that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. And isn't it a shame that our lives get so messy and so complicated because we are worried about what other people think? Like if I say, no, I can't serve on that committee, or no, I can't volunteer them, we're worrying about other people's expectations and what they think. And sometimes we can get guilted into, well, you know, if you really were a good Christian, you would want to do this XYZ service kind of thing. And I've been caught there many times. So let's start out with Psalm 90 and verse 12. And that scripture says, So teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. So think about this scripture with me for just a moment. This is basically a prayer of sorts where we're asking God, to teach us to number our days, to cultivate and to bring to him a heart of wisdom. In other words, uh, not just acting like we have all the time in the world to do whatever we want to do, blah, blah, right? That we need to number our days, or in other words, how we spend our time and what we spend our time on is important. Our days, our lives, our times, our seasons are in his hand. We belong to God. And if we belong to God, then our time also belongs to God. Our time doesn't belong to other people. And we're not responsible necessarily to other people about how we spend our time. So I'm not talking about if you're on a job. Of course, our employer has the right 
to expect us to do our job. And as believers in Christ, we should want to do that job. But on other times, God wants us to really, well, all the time he wants us to have a heart of wisdom, but there are certain things that are completely up to us, whether we do them or whether we don't. And so when it comes to saying that word no, and that revelation that no is a complete answer, it's probably helpful to start that journey with a prayer. To be able to say to God, teach me to number my days. Like, God, you know the plan and the purpose that you have for my life. And so help me spend and invest my life in ways that are pleasing to you. There are so many invitations and so many requests that come all of our ways. It's absolutely impossible to say yes to all of those and to still be able to be a good employee or if you're married to be a good wife or a good husband or good mom or a good dad. You know, the Bible is clear at laying out our priorities for us that we're to seek his kingdom first and his righteousness. And then it makes it clear to us if we're married that our spouse is to be the next primary place of relationship. And then, of course, if we're blessed with children, to be able to spend time with them. And it's absolutely impossible to have kids and spend time with them and work a full-time job and serve on XYZ committee five, six nights a week. I mean, just practically speaking, how do you get the laundry done? And the dishes don't go from the dishwasher back to the cupboard by themselves. I mean, basically, we have to do that. So it's not just a matter of filling up our time or saying yes to people because we want to please them or because we want them to think that we're good Christians. It's really ultimately about fulfilling God's plan for our lives. And so if we start even with this knowledge that no is a complete answer, no is a healthy answer, saying no isn't rude, Sometimes it's just necessary to say the word no. So the next time when someone asks us something, before you get all scared and go ahead and say, oh, yep, I'll do it. I mean, have you ever done that? And then just thought, oh, that's the last thing I need to be doing. Or you sign up for something and you find out that oh, that is so not for me. But to get out of it, it seems like it takes like an act of Congress or something like that. So I put together with this lesson, no is a complete answer. Uh, not just the scriptures and so forth, but some what I call online extras that will help you really start with this prayer of asking God to really cultivate in us a desire to really make our days count and to bring to God wisdom so that we don't spend all of our life in times and uh, with spending time like on committees and service projects, which I want to say, those are all really good. But if we'll just restrict ourselves to what it is that we need to do, our yes will mean so much more. And the projects and the volunteer things that we do take on will be so much more productive because our life is not spent in undue obligation and worrying about pe uh, people pleasing. God really wants us to live fully. And there's nothing like a calendar that's overscheduled that will absolutely rob us of our peace and our joy of doing anything 
ever have one of those days where you're just mad at everybody and everything? And it's really nobody's fault or responsibility than ours. We said yes because we didn't know how to say no. Because so many times we're guilted if we don't do one more thing uh, for the Parent Teacher Association or to serve on a committee at a church. And again, all of those things are great. And I think it's helpful to us to live productive lives and to serve and to give back to our community and also to give to our local churches. What I'm talking about is over committing and over scheduling to the point that perhaps your family is jeopardized or even your own spiritual or mental health. God does not intend for that. And we're not living a full life if we're overcommitted. And the next thing is that God really wants us to live freely. Proverbs 29 and verse 25 out of the New Living Translation says it like this, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Just ask yourself, how many times has your life got messy or perhaps complicated because you just didn't know how to say no? Because saying yes was easier than saying no because you felt like with the no that there's a comma. Here's my explanation of why I can't do X, Y, Z, or here's my apology. And I think sometimes that feeling that rule that we've got to offer this apology or that we've got to offer this explanation sometimes really tempts people to lie. They just make up stuff. Well, you know, I've got something that night or I've got... You all, we don't have to do that. If you want to say no because you just want to be at home one evening in your jammies and make popcorn and watch movies with your kids, what's wrong with that? That's part of a joyful and an abundant life for a mom or a dad or a mom and a dad to just have a night with your family. Or what if it's that you just want to go work out and you don't feel like going home and showering and getting all dolled up to go back out? That's absolutely a fine decision. Unless God has told you that you need to do something else, that's absolutely a lovely decision, please. Don't people please and make up an excuse, especially if the excuse isn't true. Think about the things that we do under the guise of wanting to have it appear that we're a good Christian. We don't need to do that. No is a complete answer. And I want to say this. If you want to give an explanation or an apology, and that's truly genuine and truly from your heart, by all means, do it. I can think of an example in, in my heart uh, that happened in my life last summer where I had committed to two people that I care very much about. They told me that they were doing a vow renewal and they were doing it uh, in their backyard and they were having some friends and family to celebrate this and they asked if I would officiate their vow renewal. And I said, oh, I would be honored to do so. I mean, I checked my calendar and talked with my husband and it just worked out that I could say yes. And I really wanted to say yes. It meant a lot to me. And I'm still 
really glad that I was able to do that. It was just a beautiful celebration of their covenant and their marriage, and they had this beautiful get-together. Well, right after I committed to that, I got a wedding invitation uh, from a couple that I care so much about, and I was particularly close with the woman and had been praying uh, probably for a few years that she would meet the right one. And I was just so happy that God brought Mr. Wright into her life. I thought, I, I think that they're just the nicest Christian people, and it brings me joy that God brought them together. Well, I had already committed that wedding vow renewal was the same evening as this young couple's wedding. And if there's ever a time that I wanted to clone myself and I wanted to be able to do both, that was it. Uh, so I didn't offer an apology and an explanation because I felt like I had to or because I felt guilty about it. I truly wanted them to know from my heart to theirs that I was just really sorry, that if there was any way that I could be there for their special day, I would have wanted to do that, but that I had already committed to this other really significant uh, vow renewal and needed to keep that commitment and go there, and I wanted to do that. So when we talk about to be able to live fully and to live freely, that's part of living freely, that we can offer an explanation and or apology if that's genuine. But if we just don't want to say what we're doing because we're thinking that they might say, well, that's not that important. Well, could you just do this? No is a complete answer. No. Thank you for asking me. I'm not able to do that. And God wants us to live in that place. And so it might be that you just need to give some pause to, because I've done this and I still do it. What is it that makes me so afraid or so hesitant to say no? And in my list, I came up with many things that sometimes people think that I'm not a nice person or that um, my reason wasn't good enough. Or it just There's just all that in the realm of people-pleasing. And I think if there's one thing that we need to resign from, that would probably be on the top of the list because people-pleasing is a trap. It's a bottomless pit. People-pleasing, it's a bottomless pit, and it houses the pitiful and the overcommitted because it's like we just need to say no, but yet the words just won't come. And there's several different things, and I offer this in the online extras, but I'll outline it for you right now. You know, to sometimes you just have to pause before you give an answer. And again, people, they may not like the pause, but sometimes we just got to pause and give our brains just time to think. Look at that calendar and think about how logistically, how would that really work? I mean, could you really get the kids home and their homework? And could, could you really do all of that and make it to XYZ event and be energetic and excited about that? Is there margin if a kid is late out of school or you have to work later, you have a work situation? Really pause. And another thing that I found really helpful for me to help me not overcommit is when I do commit 
And I think that, you know what, this is something that really um, I think that God would want me to do, and it's part of what he's given to me, and I want to give back in this way. I start by saying this, you know, let's give that a try for 30 days, or, you know, I'll try that for 90 days. And in 90 days, we'll reevaluate. That way, you're not locked in it forever. People just keep expecting you to just do it and do it, and people are depending on you, and there's that guilt. I don't think I can find a place in the Bible that says we're supposed to do anything out of guilt or anything in an attempt to control what someone else thinks. First of all, that's impossible because people are going to think what they're going to think anyway. I've had people when I've said, had to say, you know, I'm, I can't come and speak at X, Y, Z. They'll ask me why. I've had people become angry. I've had people not understand when I say, you know, if you're asking me to come and to speak at this, I can come and I can do X, Y, Z part. I can't stay eight, 10 hours in a day. I can't do that. I've had to say, I can't drive for two hours there and two hours back. I can't do that. I, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes people don't understand. They don't understand our boundaries. They don't understand why we need to say no. And I think sometimes it's just really healthy to be okay that people don't understand. It's not our job to convince people. It's our job to bring God glory. It's our job to fulfill His call and His plan and purpose for us and for our family and to let everything else flow from that. So we've talked so far about living fully and living freely, and those are just really important things that God wants for us. And I'll tell you, it's really a gift when you can really walk in the knowledge that no is a complete answer. And then I think it's important for us to live what I call fiercely. I want to read to you out of Proverbs 31 and verse 25. It says there, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Let me ask you this. How long has it been since you just really laughed, like a really just an honest laugh without any fear of the future, without any fear of what other people think, about your life, about the kind of wife that you are, the mom that you are, the employee, the employee that you are, whatever roles that you fulfill. That you just didn't give any of that or the future or the what ifs and what could happen. You didn't give any of that any thought. But that you were just clothed with dignity and clothed with strength. And that you laughed without fear of the future. I can tell you those times in my life I'm sorry to say, probably haven't been as many as they could because I've been all bound up with what I should do and what other people expect. I think it's important for all of us, it's biblical, to let go of unrealistic expectations. They're not doing you any good. They are not serving you in any way. One thing that I've learned is if you'll keep on volunteering and if you'll keep on taking responsibility, people will just let you. (laughs) So just begin 
to let go of those unrealistic expectations. Ask God to help you laugh without fear of the future, to help you just live fiercely and embrace who you are in Christ and embrace what God has called you to do because that's what he wants for you. To let go, to resign from all the unrealistic ex expectations. And I say to you as you watch, if you are a leader, whether you know that's in Christian ministry or not, a healthy leader that really trusts God doesn't wear people out. Look for signs of weariness on the part of people that volunteer or that work for you, and let it be okay for people to say, I need to stop doing that, or can I take, can I pause from this, or let it be okay for people to say, I'm really overwhelmed and I'm stressed, and don't tell them, well, you know, if you really knew the Lord, you wouldn't be stressed. You'll just read the Bible. It's filled with people who get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed, both arms up on that, right? It's my responsibility as a steward of my life to recognize those signs and to bring it back and to be able to put into play no is a complete answer. I'm not gonna make up any excuses. If I can't do it, I just can't do it. If I can, then I wanna be able to say an enthusiastic yes. And I want to be able to give 100% to that. And I find that I can only do that when I walk in, no is a complete answer. So I want you to know that God really wants for you and for me to be able to live fully. And that starts with the heart of prayer. God, teach me to cultivate a heart of wisdom. When we stop people-pleasing, Inner peace is sure to follow. It might be really hard right in the heat of the moment. Might not feel like so much inner peace, but once you make that decision and you do it, inner peace is going to follow. And to live freely. When we, need to, when we want to say yes, we can say yes. When God leads us to say yes, we can say yes. And when we need to say no, it's no is a complete answer. If I want to give an apology or an explanation, I can. But if I just want to say no because I want to sit at home one night in jammies watching a movie, that is perfectly okay. Our lives don't have to be scheduled every moment of the day. In fact, you might find yourself a lot happier if they weren't. And then to live fiercely. Just embrace that freedom that God has given you in His Son, Christ Jesus. And just walk in what he's done and laugh without fear of the future. Since I've come to the revelation that no is a complete answer, my life is filled with guilt-free choices. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event.
when I truly turned my heart to the Lord, He took every sin I ever did away from me. God really is your other half. God, yeah. He's the only person who can really, you know, fill those holes and cracks in your heart that you're so wanting someone to fill. It's no good to have a big dream if you're not putting yourself in motion to yeah. go after that. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.